Hey, I'm Jordan. And I'm Ashley. We're the founders of For the Good, a community created to empower and elevate you to live a purpose-driven life. Our mission is to bring light into our world, and to do so, we have learned that it must start with it. We are so glad to have you here with us. Hi, friends. Today, we have a special guest here on the For the Good podcast, Wendy Sullivan, founder of the I'm Kinder Than That movement. We connected online about two years ago, and I've enjoyed her daily inspiration and messages to spread kindness out into our world. Wendy, I'm so glad to have you joining me here today. Thank you, Ashley. I'm so happy to be here. And to get started, I'd love to hear more about what inspired you to start the I'm Kinder Than That movement. Well, it started as um, my nieces and nephews spend the summer with us in California and they're from the East Coast. And, you know, they were kind of at the age where they were bickering all the time and they couldn't seem to be nice to each other. They're a set of twins and then uh, older sister. And I one night was like, I, ha- I can't take this. I used to be a school teacher. So sometimes it's easy to manage, but I just I couldn't take it anymore. And so I decided I had to come up with a way for them to realize when they weren't being nice to each other and, you know, kind of change the behavior. So I was lying in bed thinking and thinking like, what, what could I have them say? And it finally kind of just came to me and I was like, I'm going to make them say I'm kinder than that every time they're not nice to each other, because then it'll kind of make them own, own it and then change their behavior. So they were totally annoyed by it, of course. And I just kept doing it. And then I realized I was saying it inside my head probably more than they needed to say it. You know, in the car, um, standing in line waiting somewhere. Anytime I was sort of getting agitated or annoyed, I would say in my head, like, I'm kinder than that. You know, it worked with them, but then it really became important to me. And so I made shirts and I had them all wear them and it kind of, you know, snowballed from there that my friends reached out. I'm an ex um, special education teacher. So a lot of my friends are teachers and they were like, oh my gosh, what is this about? And so I just, you know, started coming to people's classrooms that I was friends with and talking about it. And it just grew and grew from there. And it's been really incredible to see sort of the need out there for kindness and, you know, ways to be kinder. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's sort of how it, the inception of it. Well, as we mentioned, uh, as we got ready for this podcast, that this message has always been needed, but especially in the season that we are walking in right now, because so many people are struggling with what we've experienced in this past year. So this is a perfect reminder for people to show kindness to one another because you really never know what somebody is struggling with. That is absolutely true. Absolutely. And I just feel like, as I said, this makes you own it. It's not about somebody else telling you to be kind. It's not about, you know, I always tell the kids that this isn't about your parents or your teachers or somebody else telling you to be kind. It's about you owning your kindness or unkindness and changing the behavior. And as you mentioned how this concept of the movement began, you know, with the help of your niece and nephew, this is so important and still in them at a young age, especially when it comes to bullying in schools. Absolutely. I know that I read that on your website, that that's something that is 
you know, it's a perfect way to be able to teach kids to be kind to one another. And I feel like when you instill it inside of them at a young age, this is something that they'll carry on with them into adulthood too. Since the pandemic, I've been doing an online kindness class and I've been Zooming with classrooms. And one of the big lessons that I teach during it is about empathy. And, you know, it's interesting to see kindergartners and first graders, you know, talk about empathy on that level where they, they can understand, you know, if somebody falls down on the playground, how would you want another person to react if that were you? And they can, you know, conceptualize it and think, well, I would want somebody to come help me. You know, we have those conversations and I think it's really important to start at that age where you're teaching empathy and you're teaching kids that it's not okay to bully other kids. And it's very important at a young age to instill that. And how have you seen that your kindness and mindfulness class has helped these kids along through this past year? Well, one of the big things is it gave kids an outlet to talk about what was going on. We don't always talk about, you know, sunshine and flowers and, you know, we talk about the tough things like how how it's hard to be kind sometimes and how, you know, just because something's challenging doesn't mean you have to, you know, let it get you down. And so the kids have had an outlet to talk about what it's like to be homeschooled. And it's really nice because there's a brother and sister in our class who are homeschooled all the time. And so they talk about, you know, well, especially in the beginning when kids like didn't really get the whole homeschooling thing, these kids were an amazing resource because they were like, well, this is how we go to school all the time. And this is what you can do. And this is how you can have fun with it. And so it was a really good kind of support system for them. Um, And they also have the opportunity to connect, you know, with kids across the country and, different kids that they would never meet or maybe be friends with, you know, it's, it's been a really, I think, important thing for them. And they are committed. They come every week. We kind of have a core group now of like 10 or 11 kids that are there every week. And they, you know, talk about the tough things. We've done a peer class where I wasn't in the class and two of the older kids led the class and the kids could talk about any issues they wanted to talk about. They could talk about their parents and any struggles they have. So the resource for them has been really good. There's such so. a power in community and connection with one another, especially when it comes to you know people in your age range. And mm-hmm. to open up this space for, for these kids to feel comfortable. Is, is a really great thing because obviously at seven, eight, nine years old, they're not, they're not having these conversations about this tough stuff, I'm sure with their friends. So it's nice that you opened up this community and welcome them in to be able to do so. And I think it's been really helpful um, to have a, a, a kind of wide range of ages because our youngest is seven and our oldest is 15. So they really see the older kids as, you know, like they're, they're big kid friends, they say all the time. And I think it's really helpful for them to hear what they're going through and realize like, well, that's okay. It's okay if I'm frustrated, but it's how I handle it and, you know, talking about it. So I think the, the variety of ages has been really helpful as well. 
And shifting just a little bit, I also know that you have a Facebook group and it consists of thousands of people from around the globe. Could you share more about what this group is all about? Of course. I love talking about it. <laughs> so we have almost 15,000 members in our Facebook group. Yeah, they're all over the world um, in Australia and Africa and Europe and South America. So we, it, it's interesting, we put a map together recently and had people comment where they're from. And it was amazing to see all the, the different places that the movement has touched. And it's a great, it's a great place for people because it's a safe space. It's, it's a place where you can talk about things and we keep it kind. It's, you know, if I ever see people comment in a negative way, I immediately intercede um, because it is a safe space. And, you know, somebody commented recently and said, well, we can be kind to unkind people as well. And I a thousand percent believe that's true, but I want our, you know, our Facebook group to be a place where people can say, oh, I did this today and I'm really proud of myself and not have somebody, you know, respond in any negative way. So it's a really nice group of people and a place where, you know, people post quotes every day, inspirational quotes, and talk about their kind acts and can share, you know, places where people might need help. And so it is, you know, people come and say, you know, I'm struggling. And it's amazing to see all the responses, you know, from people around the world saying, you know, I see you, I feel you, I empathize with you. And I think that's why it's been such a nice thing during the pandemic too, mm -hmm. because people know that they have this place. And it's the first thing I look at in the morning. And I've had a lot of people tell me that because it's positive. There's, you know, you wake up and you see a positive quote and you're like, okay, I, you know, I got this today. So I think that's what's been really important to people in this group. And, you know, it just continues to grow and people share it. And it, it's a really nice thing to wake up to every morning. You know, the growth shows just how much people are looking for something like this. And like we mentioned earlier in the podcast, this is something that people always have wanted, but they're more in tune with <laughs> the importance of what they are filling themselves up with. As you mentioned, it's such a great practice in the morning to do something positive. And you know that when you go into this group that you are going to get something that's uplifting and that makes you feel good. As you mentioned also with how many people are joined from around the world that we're all a lot more alike than what we think. And we're all looking for, you know, love, kindness, compassion, empathy, all of these empowering things. And that's, you know, it's interesting. That's one of the lessons I teach when I do a class or I, you know, I meet with a group is there's always something you can find in common with someone. And that's one of the big things when I teach the younger kids is I say, you know, a lot of times we judge people based on what our initial, you know, opinion is like we judge based on what someone looks like or their clothes or their, you know, their mannerisms, something, and maybe in a negative way. And What's important is for us to try to find something we have in common with the person. So, you know, I always give the example that somebody may be dressed in a way that, you know, and I do this a lot with the younger kids, that somebody may be dressed in a way that you might think is silly or, but if you have a conversation with that person or you ask them a question about themselves, you are very likely to find something you have in common with them. 
So, you know, I do an activity where I say, you know, how many kids in class have a dog? And, you know, 90% of the kids raise their hand. And how many people have a sibling and raise their hand? And, you know, I I just try to illustrate to them until you talk to somebody or you ask them questions, you don't know what you have in common. And I always say, no matter what, the one thing you all have in common is that you're all human beings. So you can always find that one common thread. But we talk about it a lot in class that it's really important to connect and to find what you have in common. And I think this group allows people to see that, you know, even when we did the, the question about where, where do you live? Where are you from? You'd get people that would, you know, would say, oh, I'm from Des Moines, Iowa. And then somebody else would comment below it and be like, oh my gosh, I live in the next town. Or, you know, so people would see like, oh, look, there's, there's community around me. It's, it was really interesting to do that. And in your group, I actually saw that you shared um, that your friend's son, who is offering guitar lessons in Spanish to students who may not have access to music programs. So this is just one of many, many stories that have been shared in your group. And to me, this specifically shows that not only are there so many ways for us to make a difference, but we can do so at any age. Absolutely. Um, this is a friend of mine from UCLA. We went to college together and her son, she has three kids. They're all amazing. And her oldest son, uh, who's a teenager, speaks fluent Spanish, which is incredible. And he is giving lessons on Saturdays to kids who are underserved, you know, who may not have access to music lessons, Um, particularly with the pandemic, a lot of, you know, I think a lot of that has kind of gone by the wayside. And he is offering to teach um, these kids uh, guitar. He teaches in Spanish. He, you know, he's looking to make a difference, which, you know, I think giving these kids that outlet is, you know, an amazing thing. And, Kids, there are kids out there like that that want to help. They want to, you know, make a difference in the world. And when I saw, you know, my friend post about it, I was like, oh, I have to share this. And obviously I asked her, but, you know, it just gives people hope that there's, you know, kind kids like this out there wanting to make a difference. Something that I always enjoy, I enjoy following, you know, accounts that share these positive stories. And I feel like that is a perfect example of people out in the world doing these amazing things for one another and serving in such incredible ways, but also simple ways, you know, that we are able to practice kindness in so many different ways to make somebody else's day. So for those listening, what are some ways that they can put into practice the work that we're talking about today? We talk about this in our class a lot, because as you said, you can make a difference in a really simple way. Mm -hmm. You know, I think a lot of people think, oh, you know, I I don't have the time. I don't, you know, I'm stuck at home. I'm whatever the reason may be that it's, it's hard. And we talk about it in class all the time. We make lists all the time of how we can help people. And, you know, it's as simple as smiling at someone. Honestly, when you're out, I know it's hard now with masks, but, you know, saying hello, I do that a lot. Reaching out to your community We, um, one of our activities was we made um, posters and like you can see my poster in the back there. (laughs) Are you kinder than that? We 
you know, put them around our towns in class. We like had a, a poster party, you know, hosting some like that via Zoom. We did it via Zoom. We had a poster party where we all made kindness posters and then put them up in our area, reaching out to local places that you can volunteer, you know, sending a text or a mail, a, you know, a note to someone you haven't talked to. We come up with all kinds of lists of ways you can, you know, make a difference. One of our kids in our class, we talked about this in our last class, you know, they, they're going to school um, in person and they had a new student and she invited her to sit with her at lunch because the girl didn't know anybody. And we talked about how that is just a really simple way to say like, I care, I see you, I know this is hard, show empathy. So looking for opportunities to just be kind, I think is really important. And that was one of the things about this movement that really, to me, made a difference is that I started to realize, wait, I can be kinder than that. I can choose every day to find something to help people. And it can be the smallest thing, but it really makes a difference. And I, I always tell the kids, it makes a difference on how you feel too. Mm -hmm. I'm a much more positive person now. I do not get stressed about the, the little things because I feel like I'm putting that energy out into the universe. And it, so it's really simple. And, you know, I post lists all the time that our kids come up with of things you can do to be kind. And they really are simple. It, it's not hard to choose to be kind. It's funny because I was actually going to ask you as you were talking about the question as it relates to how this has changed you and mm -hmm. not only changed you, but your perspective on the world around you as well. Can you go a little bit deeper into that? Sure. You know, I would, <laughs> I always say, my friends would say that I was very generous, I think, if you ask them always, but I don't think they would always say I'm, I was kind. I've always been a very generous person, but they're not the same thing. And I recently, I'm taking a writing class and I wrote a whole paper about it, how I always thought I was really kind, but I wasn't. <laughs> and this movement has absolutely changed that for me, where I now am much less judgmental. I will never say I make no judgments because I think that's hard, but much less judgmental. I always stop and think, you know, well, what's this person going through? Like, I don't know. And maybe if someone is where I was always reactive, mm -hmm. like if someone was unkind to me, I was very reactive. I would respond in an unkind way where I think now I really take a look at it and think, you know, okay, well, what's, what's this person going through? You know, what don't I know? And that's a question I always, you know, especially when I talk to older kids, I always say, you know, find out, like, try and find out what you don't know about someone, not what you think you do know. So I do a lot more of that where I try and think, well, you know, I have hard days. I'm not so nice when I have hard days and what someone else is going through. And so it, you know, it's funny, my sorority from college, um, someone nominated me for, I was a tri-delt in college and somebody nominated me for an award for like a distinguished Delta award. And one of my girlfriends, a very close friend of mine from college said, well, you would have been the last person that I would have picked for this <laughs> award. And I was like, okay, that's ouch. 
but probably true, you know, back then, but I definitely wasn't always the kindest. So I think it's, you know, it's absolutely made me a better person and, you know, also a happier person because I'm always looking for ways to help people as opposed to ways to judge people. And that has made a huge difference. It's such an intentional thing. And it's a practice that you have to repeat to yourself daily throughout the day, because, you know, there is going to be somebody that will cut you off in traffic or whatever it may be out in situations out in the world. I mean, as an example, yesterday, I went for a walk in the evening and something that I like to practice, especially now, you know, with people being inside and we're finally able to go outside and explore and all of that. I was walking and I smiled and I said hello to somebody and they, you know, just kind of put their head down, turned away. And as you mentioned too, you don't know what this person is going through. I don't know what his day looked like. I don't know what's going on in his life. So that's something that's really powerful for all of us to remember to be able to spread that kindness. And if you don't always, you know, get the reaction back, you just have to be able to to share that compassion and that kindness with them anyways. And you never know if that hello helped that person. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe they didn't react. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they're having an awful day. Maybe the pandemic's really getting them down. But maybe just you saying hello to them helped, Mm -hmm. even if they didn't respond. And that's what I I try to tell my class, particularly, like, you just don't know. So being kind to someone, you may never see what that did for them, but it's so important to do it. And, you know, like you said, I must say I'm kinder than that like a thousand times a day in my head because, you know, I'll want to react to a work email or something, you know, something. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm kinder than that. You know, I, it, it really teaches you patience, which I did not have before. That was probably the biggest thing for me. I'm super impatient. And like you said, in the car, it is absolutely changed me in the car. I was a very aggressive driver and very like, oh my God, I can't believe that guy cut me off and it would get me really stressed. And now I'm like, what if he's rushing to like his kid's ballet recital? Mm -hmm. What if he's going to the hospital because somebody's sick? Like, I don't know. And, you know, I always say my dad's a super impatient driver too. And so he gets really upset if someone does that. And I'm like, it's one car. We're kinder than that. Just Mm -hmm. let, let him go. And so like, for me, I always, I do always say that in the car, it's made probably the biggest difference because I have high blood pressure. I don't need the extra stress. And I'm like, just, it's, it's all good. Again, empathy. Maybe they have somewhere super important to go. That's a, that's been a big lesson for me in the car. (laughs) And I like that you mentioned that this is something that you're, you repeat to yourself many times a day, because that's something that I've learned, you know, a lot of people, they'll say it one time and they'll say, well, why am I no different than I was, you know, an hour ago or yesterday? So it is something, as we mentioned, it's such an intentional thing and a consistent practice daily, you know, day in, day out to be able to uplift yourself in this way. And in time, you will see that change. And I've had so many people from the movement tell me that. I have one friend who's always like, oh, I just hear your voice all the time saying, Mm -hmm. I'm kinder than that. I'm kinder than that. And You know, honestly, if it's made one person kinder or happier, then, you know, I feel like my work is done. (laughs) So, you know, it it really, it is. And it, I don't know if contagious is the right word, but once you start saying it, like you really will catch yourself like, oh, wow. Yep. I'm kinder than that. And you own it. Like, 
yeah, why am I judging? Why am I so upset? Why am I, you know, getting so agitated? Like everybody has their own, their own stories. So it's important to remember that. I found it's not worth the stress for me because I now, I now know how I feel not being so stressed and, you know, being kinder and happier. And so I don't, I just don't, you know, I don't sweat the the small stuff anymore. Something that I want to spotlight too, and I know for those who will join us in video, they'll be able to see it, but not so much, you know, on the podcast. So I want to be able to talk about it is the room behind you and also what you're wearing right now. Well, so these are our shirts that we wear. This is my hat, which I am almost never without. So if you ever see me on video, 99% (laughs) of the time I wear a baseball hat. Um, This is actually, we have, we don't have kids, my husband and I, but my nieces and nephews, as I said, spend a lot of time here. So this is actually their room. We just redid it. So I always have my whiteboard behind me with um, all my kindness posters. We use that in our classes and lots and lots of kindness, um, you know, kindness matters and all the sayings up there. It's really important for me to kind of surround them with it and remind them that, you know, it's so important. And I'm sure there are times that they just roll their eyes and are like, uh, auntie and her kindness. But I feel like I tell people all the time how I wear, I always wear something. Like I have your shirt. I love it. Like I always wear something to remind me to be kind because I say, well, you can't really be unkind to people if you're wearing a shirt that says I'm kinder than that. Or if you're wearing a shirt that says, you know, see the good in people, things like that. I'm like, it's really hard to not be kind. Like I caught myself the other day when I was like literally like about to say something. I was agitated in a line and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm wearing like an I'm kinder than that shirt. Like I cannot be agitated with this person. So I I kind of like to surround all of us in it. They're great reminders. It's important to fill yourself up with the reminders. I mean, I have, you know, signs and and notes and that throughout my house as well. And also, you know, wearing the apparel and and bracelets, whatever it may be to not only, you know, give yourself that reminder, but someone else as well. Because if you're out wearing, I'm kinder than that, you never know, as we mentioned earlier, you know, who needs to, to see that message in that day. And I've had lots of people stop me and say, wait, what is, what is that? And then I explain it to her and, the, and they're like, oh my God, that's so great. And I'm always like, email me, I'll send you a shirt, you know, join the group. So ever the salesman. And as we wrap up here today, Wendy, could you share more about where people can find your movement, not only on social, but check out your shop too? Absolutely. So as you said, we're on Instagram. It's all I'm kinder than that. All lowercase, all one word, no apostrophe. Um, my niece is a stickler and always tells people it's not, I am kinder than that. (laughs) I'm kinder than that. She's nine. So we also, our Facebook group is just, it's hashtag. I'm kinder than that. You can see my hashtag and we are at I'm kinder than that.com. There is a store and my blog is on there and lots of pictures of people wearing their shirts. That's, that's always the big thing is I ask people to post pictures and, you know, share their kindness stories. Cause I just think people need that these days. And it's so nice to read about other people's kindness. And, you know, again, I ask people to post like when they've been kind to others. And, you know, a lot of people have said, well, I'm not comfortable with that. And I always say, well, that's part of, part of the problem is we, 
with kindness and especially with kids, we're always like, well, don't brag about it. You know, you should just be kind because you want to be kind, which I 100% agree that you should be kind because you want to be kind, not because you want recognition for it. But I also think it's important to own it and say, like, I did this today and it made me feel really good. Mm-hmm. Not an, I did this and you should all think I'm great because I did this. But I encourage people in our groups to post, you know, when they've been kind, kind acts they've witnessed, things like that. Because again, our group is a place for people to feel safe. So sharing your kind acts, I think is amazing. I'm always sharing mine. So Wendy, I want to thank you again for joining me here today on the For the Good podcast. Your message is one that I felt on my heart to bring on to spread to all of those who listen as a reminder that we have the ability to go out and make a difference in this world in the lives of others by being kind. Thanks for joining us at the For the Good podcast. We would love to connect with you. Join us on Facebook and Instagram at For the Good Official and our blog at ForTheGood.com. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Remember, a positive mindset is the beginning of true happiness, not just for the good of the individual, but for the good of the world.